You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 402. In this episode, I talk to Lisa Hyde about how to effectively build your confidence. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today I speak with Lisa Hyde. She is a serial entrepreneur, author, beauty and wellness expert, and host of the podcast, The Confidence Crown. A former Hollywood talent agent turned motivational coach, she empowers women to step into their personal power and create businesses with impact. In this episode, we talk about how to effectively build your confidence. But before we dive in, have you secured your spot for this year's Sigrun Live. Due to the coronavirus, I'm holding my annual live event online and it will take place on October 23rd and 24th. Usually this event is reserved for my students only, but this year, for the first time, anyone who's not in Samba, Momentum or one of my masterminds can join the event. Apart from getting clarity and new ideas, making meaningful connections and masterminding with other entrepreneurs, we have amazing speakers lined up for you. Mark Schaefer is a globally recognized author, speaker, podcaster, and consultant who writes for one of the top five marketing blogs in the world. He teaches graduate marketing classes at Rutgers University and has written eight best-selling books. Mark Schaefer was the one who inspired me to do 100 podcast episodes in 100 days. He didn't know it, but I read his book, Known, and I attended one of his talks at Social Media Marketing World back in March 2017. And one of the stories he shared there was a guy who had been quite unsuccessful in business and then decided to do 200 YouTube videos in 200 days. And that's how I got the ideas for 100 episodes in 100 days. It is a great honor that Mark has agreed to speak at Asigron Live this year. He's been twice on the podcast with two of his amazing books, and now you will hear him speak live. It is a special treat because he's been twice a keynote speaker at Social Media Marketing World, which is one of my favorite conferences. The second speaker I want to tell you about is Dr. Natalia Bikowski. She's a personal branding strategist and is known as the LinkedIn marketing unicorn. She's an expert in using LinkedIn as a marketing platform to generate leads. A lot of my clients ask me about LinkedIn. And I have been a bigger fan of Facebook until maybe this year. And I discovered Natalia myself just by browsing the internet. I was actually looking for other podcast hosts in the European uh, area. And I saw she was also one uh, top rated podcast 
and she is doing that in German, but actually her business is in English and she lives in Dubai. I was fascinated by this woman. I reached out to her over LinkedIn. She was a speaker at my virtual summit in June, and now she has agreed to come to Sigrun Live and teach you how to get leads on LinkedIn the new way. And then last but not least, Andrew and Pete, who were keynote speakers at Social Media Marketing World this year, they are speaking at Sigmund Life as well. So we have two keynote speakers from Social Media Marketing World speaking. And Andrew and Pete, they are such a fantastic duo. I got to know them just at the bar in San Diego several years back. And I've seen them grow and grow every year. Their marketing has become so fun, entertaining, and informational in a way that you walk away, wow, this was amazing. They have engineered their talk to give you so much information, but in a way that leaves a lasting impact. I'm so excited that they have agreed to speak and they will talk about how you can scale their business and so you can stop swapping time for money. So to secure your spot at this year's Signal Live, go to the show notes at signal.com forward slash 402, where you will find a link to sign up plus detailed information about the event. And there you will also find all the information about Lisa Hyde. I'm so excited to be here with Lisa Hyde, who is dialing in from Los Angeles. It's morning for her. It's evening for me in Zurich, Switzerland. And she has an amazing background, which she's going to share with us. And then we're going to talk about confidence. Thank you for coming on the show, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a treat. This is my second international show, so I'm quite, quite excited. Yeah. So... Typically, I know the speakers that come on the podcast, but sometimes we get these wonderful pitches and that was one of yours. So I was excited to have you on because you have an experience that I love. Like, you know, you have worked with Tony Robbins and, uh, you know, you are interested in empowering women, helping them build their confidence, build their businesses. I'm like, oh, this is my kind of woman. Uh, we believe in the same things. You need to come on the show and share your angle because even if we're doing similar things, everyone has a different approach and you never know what resonates, what people need to hear. And that's why we're talking today. So Lisa, without further ado, how come you're doing what you're doing today? Like, what's your story? What's my story? It is interesting because there are many of us in this field right now or marketplace. And um, we are all lending something special, even if we're all teaching confidence and helping women scale businesses. So my story goes way back. I've actually been doing this since I was a child. I was that mentor, coach, caregiver from day one. And I remember in elementary school giving advice. Like this is, this is, was my calling. Um, I was never meant to do anything else. Um, but I had a passion and a dream I grew up in Los Angeles and half my family was in the entertainment business. And so for me, all I wanted to do was be a talent agent and manager. And that was my very narrow focus um, because I loved developing talent. 
funny how it comes full circle, but that was my passion. That was my specialty. And I would take unknown actors, writers, musicians, and comedians and make them household names. And I did that for 12 years. And I absolutely loved the chaos. I loved the craziness. Um, I loved the talent. And I loved really being able to take someone on their path from, hey, I want to do this. And I'll, I can use example. So I want to be on the Tonight Show. I want to be the next Johnny Carson. And I want to be on Saturday Night Live because I love Adam Sandler. So if your audience haven't, hasn't guessed yet, my client was Jimmy Fallon. But it was so crystal clear about what he wanted that we knew exactly the path to take him. And I use that as an example because now as I'm speaking to women and they're maybe a little further along in their careers, there's still this, I want to be there. How do I get there? And so it's about creating this path. So I gave up my career because my mom became ill and I became her caregiver. And I had to reevaluate my life and figure out what was going to make me happy. And as I was kind of making strides in that direction, and I went back to school for a new degree, I lost my grandmother. So I was a caregiver for the second time. And I was just heartbroken. I had lost the two most important people in my life. I'd lost my passion. I'd lost my vision. Basically, I'd lost myself. And it was a very peculiar time. I was in that tail end of my program learning about a job I was going to have in a hospital. And I'm miserable at this point. And somebody, a random stranger on LinkedIn, thank you. Thank you for the internet. <laughs> invited me to join her in a business um, that I could do from home in network marketing. And I laughed at her. I was very much a skeptic. I thought she was quite off on coming to me for this. What was she thinking? But she used the word hobby. And as someone who was going through a big trauma, um, who did not love the place she was in, a hobby sounded like a really good thing to start focusing on. And thankfully, it was a great, crazy decision I made overnight. I jumped in, I knew nothing, and I was just a sponge and absorbing this new world. And it happened to be product-based, and the skincare products changed my skin dramatically, which had just been uh, just beaten up from caring for these women. I had, hadn't been taking care of myself. So these products changed my physical life. And the business allowed me to start working on my personal development life. And it's just been this amazing ride the last nine years. I went from just focusing on how to grow a network marketing business and helping other women to do that, to realizing there was a common denominator with what people getting stuck. They would be bold and social in their real life. But when they went to go invest and start growing something on their own on the side, they would freeze like a deer in the headlights. And I was like, what's going on? How can I keep getting up? I've stumbled a bunch of times now. How can I keep getting up and keep going? And they're getting stuck. So I started to do market research, basically. I was like asking questions, taking surveys. I'm like, what's happening? And I realized the common denominator was confidence or lack thereof. So I really, really started to just narrow in on what was keeping them. What kind of limiting beliefs were we talking about? What stories were they told as young women that they were now questioning as adult women? 
And that's how the Confidence Crown was born about two years ago. And it was just truly out of default. Like I was like, I want to keep helping, but I need to be doing more. Um, so I created the podcast. I wrote a book last year. And now I've been able to speak and coach and train women all over the world beyond just growing a business, right? We were talking about scaling. We were talking about health and wellness. There's this whole other animal as we are businesswomen that has to be acknowledged, but I want to get them unstuck. Like that is still going to be a passion for me, no matter where I go with what I'm doing. I want women to get unstuck. I want them to believe in themselves because I believe in them. The confidence. That is really what I see is the biggest problem we have. It is uh, already clear uh, from a young age that confidence is instilled in boys and not in girls. And then we have to help them, you know, somebody has to help women get it in some shape or form. Why, why do you think, well, we don't need to be psychologists or analysts, but why, <laughs> why, do you, why, why do you think there is so much lack of confidence with women? I think there's two things that happen, or well, there's many, but again, when we're children, we are so open, right? When you ask a five-year-old what they want to do for their career, they'll tell you everything. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a fireman. I want to be the president. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like they're, they're wide open to ideas and suggestions. And most often it changes weekly, daily, monthly. Like they're just open. And then somewhere, someone said to these young girls when they were asked that same question, oh, you can't do that. You're not good at that. Oh, no, 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 no. That's what boys do. That's not for you. And I don't know why that happens. I, I don't know what a parent or a teacher or some adult in their life feels that they can tell a child no. I feel like that's the biggest time in their life when you should be just saying yes for them trying everything. Like, try every sport, try science, try math, try everything until you find a passion. But it's so, so interesting that they're told, particularly young girls, that these things are okay for them to do and these things are not okay for them to do. And it's a very rare opportunity or time in their life when there's an adult around them that says, oh yeah, go for it. And I guess I had the go for it mother because she raised me single parent. Um, she was someone who was always entrepreneurial and always looking for that perfect combination of being able to be creative, um, but also earning enough so she could take care of me and have a flexible schedule. So I think she showed me very early on, and actually my grandmother too, like they didn't care what I wanted to do as long as I loved it. I think they kind of had that Oprah belief, right? The money will come if you actually are doing something you love. One of them wanted me to go into entertainment. That was the, my other side of my family, but they knew that I had a passion for it. So they supported me. But honestly, doing it all over, the other thing I loved but was not acceptable was things in beauty and healthcare. I was always drawn to, I was a makeup artist for my friends just for fun. Like as a kid, I learned my, there was no YouTube. <laughs> I, and so I was always doing their makeup. I, all my boyfriends, I taught them how to take care of their skin. This is so funny that it was like 20 years later that I was actually in that business. But this was something I had a passion for at a very young age. And it just wasn't acceptable in the 
eighties, late eighties to go to a vocational school. You just go to university and you get a job and a very W2 nine to five kind of world. And I kind of put away those things that I love because it just wasn't acceptable. So it's very interesting um, how that all comes full circle because Tony was a client when I was in the agency world and I was about 23. Life was dark. Agency world is very much like Wall Street. If people follow the stock market, it's chaotic. It's very male dominated and it's not fun. (laughs) It's very, very dark. And here was this giant man who was so happy. I was like, I don't believe any of this. And I would avoid him. And then I hear I am 30 years later putting up my hand. Hey, I love what you're doing. <laughs> Can I be a part of this movement? So I just think it's, there's that pivotal moment and it's probably early preteen, you know, right around point where every girl is being evaluated by every other girl as you're starting to get into this high school age, which is here in the States, we're talking about that 12 to 14 year old period. You know, there's the comparison game. There's wanting to fit in. There's wanting the boys to like you. Like there's a thousand things happening. None of it is about pushing you to follow you through on your dreams. It's about fitting in. It's about fitting in. And it does not build confidence. No way. No. But what you had, which I firmly believe, you obviously had your mother and grandmother as role models. Yep. So even if you get pushback on your dreams, when you have crystal clear role models in your life, you start to believe you can do it because you see other women doing it. Absolutely. And even though they weren't doing it all, like it was almost like they were encouraging me like, where they had to stop short just because of the era that it was and they were only allowed to do so much, they both would say to me, you know, keep going, keep going, keep going. Like, we had to stop, but don't, don't you stop. And I think that was really, really helpful. I also remember very young, I, I had girlfriends, female friends, but I was also very close and got along much better with the boys and I think it also had to do with that kind of entrepreneurial spirit, kind of like always being independent and not feeling, I don't want to say I didn't feel girly, but I didn't, I didn't feel like I fit in in a lot of that kind of group setting. I had like great one-on-one friendships, but the big group stuff, I was much better at being kind of solo. And I've actually been working since I was 13 because I was raised by a single parent. It was very obvious early on that if I wanted certain things, I was going to have to figure out how to earn it. I've just always had that mindset and which was a little bit more of a masculine mindset at that age than feminine. So what if someone is listening right now and I'm like, I'm feeling exactly like she described before. I'm feeling stuck. I don't have the confidence to put myself out there. I kind of know what I'm expert at, but really putting myself out there, I just don't know how. What do they do? couple of things. One, you've got to be honest with yourself. Where are you feeling stuck? What feelings are bubbling up when you want to try something new and there's resistance? So first we got to acknowledge what's happening. And then if you could remember the pivotal moment in time when this actually took effect, somebody in your life that was important to you told you you couldn't do it. Let's go back. Let's heal her. Let's 
fix her. Let's remind her that she is capable of doing anything she puts her mind to. Now, consistency and repetition um, is going to be key in actually overcoming any of these obstacles and kind of rewiring the brain. So we're going to start with some daily practices. Journaling. Gratitude journaling. Remembering that there are things that we are capable of every single day that are successes. And also just setting yourself up for success in the day. Make sure that you are taking time to move yourself physically, exercise, that you're getting enough sleep, that you are planning your day in advance before you look at that phone or answer a single email. I mean, it's so pivotal to take that. I like it to be the first hour of your day. I realize parents with young children, that's really hard to do it in 15 minute increments, but have three objects, sorry, (laughs) have three items that you want to accomplish for the day and write them down either the night before or the first thing when you wake up. And once those three things are done, then you can go and be interrupted by a thousand other things coming at you. But start by winning the day and then give yourself some grace and pat yourself on the back for getting it done. Because your confidence will build over time. It's not just a switch that gets flipped and one day you feel horrible and the next day you're like, I can rule the world. It's going to take practice. But we got to figure out where you're stuck. So you say going back to that situation where you started to feel stuck and connected with a person or a situation, some kind of incident that happened. What if people don't remember? Like, is it about asking yourself again and again through journaling? Or how do you actually uncover that situation? It can be as simple as what did you want to do as a kid? Like, again, I want to hear about your passions, the things that bring you joy, the things that excite you, because for some reason, you're not happy right now. You wouldn't have reached out to me. You wouldn't have connected with me if you weren't either doing the work that you wanted to be doing currently, or you weren't being feeling satisfied in that work. So let's go back to what was that dream as a kid? Why did you stop dreaming it? What, what made you quit the dream? And that usually helps me find out truly that kind of that underlying passion project that they've given up on. So I'm like, so what about trying it now? You know, sometimes it's as simple as volunteering in that field, maybe doing some charitable work and then actually seeing how it works. I mean, most interns aren't in their 30s or 40s, (laughs) but in a volunteer aspect, you absolutely can go learn about any business and you can be an observer and you can really see, was this something I really wanted or was it just a vision you had as a kid? But usually it's something about giving and serving other people. And you were told you couldn't do that because it wasn't going to pay the bills or it wasn't the right thing to be focusing on. So now you're an adult, you can make your own decisions. Let's go back and look at what was that passion? What was that excitement? What, what made you get up in the morning and be excited because you've lost that light? I want to bring it back. Hmm. How is that connected to confidence? Is it because that confidence was there as a child and you're trying to bring that back? Yes. I, I believe innately that we we have it. And because what's interesting is you can even take kids who were born in situations where, you know, finances were troubling, the neighborhood was troubling, that, you know, they're the successors, they're the underdog, right? But the underdog, even 
again, if your passion is strong enough, you don't let those outside forces and negativity get you. So I really do feel like it's all intertwined and connected. I mean, how many times as a kid can you be told no? I mean, because that's that one resilient thing we have as children, right? Think about the kids who negotiate with you about their bedtimes. They negotiate about you about what they want to eat, right? You can tell them no 20 times and they're still going to ask you, well, can I have it now? Can I have it now? Why did you stop asking if you could have it? Why do you care what the no's are now? That's so good. Yeah. There's that sweet spot. And it's, I can't just say it's one incident or one time because again, go back to that child and go look at any toddler. They will negotiate the hell out of their, their bedtime, what you're going to give them to eat, how much they want to play, how much candy. They will negotiate everything with you. And why? Can I have it now? What about, they will not take the no seriously. Why do we as adult women get so upset by a no? It's like just not a right now. It's usually a timing situation. It's not a personal front to you. And I think that's where that confidence and that light starts to go out and they start to think, oh, I'm not good. I'm bad. I must not be smart enough. I must not be pretty enough. I must, all the, your brain starts going cuckoo. So let's go, let's quiet it down. <laughs> let's go back to why do you really care about that person's opinion if this is really important to you? Yeah. And often they don't even ask because they have decided in their head it's going to be a no. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that one too is no, no, no. No. <laughs> like, give it a try. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to fail? That's okay. There's not a single success story without failures. There's not a single success story without failures. There was a guy who, uh, you know, he eventually wrote a book, but he kind of tested this rejection. I don't know if you've heard about it, but um, I don't remember the name of the book. But basically, he would ask for ridiculous things. And because he was not so attached to it, actually, he started to get a helicopter ride over New York for free. He would, he would got all kinds of things for free. He just tested the boundaries of, of the ridiculous things he could ask for. And what's, that's what's crazy is people, they, you're right, they stop asking and they stop believing that they deserve it or that they're worth it or that it's open to them. Like it rattles my brain when I, when I see someone who, again, who I see their light, I see their goodness, I see what they're capable of, but they're doubting themselves. I just want to come over and take them by the shoulders. Like, come on, like, I believe in you. Go back to that little girl and tell her it's okay. It's really okay to try and it's okay to fail. You're going to get, get up, dust yourself off and start again. It's just how life works. There is no perfect path to anything. And you need to be get, willing to get several no's because there's, before there is a yes. Oh, I challenge my team. Don't complain to me until you've had a hundred no's. Go for a hundred no's. And it's amazing what happens. Listen, they're going to get a bunch of yeses in there too. But I challenge them to get the hundred no's. They think it's crazy. Why would I want to hear a hundred no's? Because it won't bother you anymore. The more no's you get, the less it's going to bother you. Like it's just the same thing as that little kid is negotiating for a later bedtime. Okay. 
Now can I have it? Now can I have it? Now can I have it? It's just, oh, don't let that no be such a heavy burden. It's just not right now to whomever you're speaking to. It's just timing. It sounds like if you treat it a game, as a game, then you can kind of start to overcome the stuckness and the confidence about it. I love it. So I created a workbook that I would give people as a way to like do these daily practices <laughs> and you should see an outcome on the other end because you're doing that repetitive, consistent effort of pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. We all know all that good, juicy stuff in life that we want is right on the other side of everything that makes us terribly uncomfortable. So it's okay to feel uncomfortable. It's okay to be nervous. It's okay to not feel 100% about what you're trying, but try it. Because when you do take that step forward and you do get some results, your confidence will start to build. And then your momentum will start to build. And then your confidence will build more and momentum will build more. And all of a sudden you're like, OMG, <laughs> I can do this. This wasn't so hard. Why did I make it up to be such a hard? It's something we all dreamed up in our heads. It's really not as big of an obstacle as you think it is. Lisa, you are also working with Tony Robbins. Tell us about that. Yes, and I should be very clear. Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi, they teamed up together to create an amazing program that I took last spring called Knowledge Business Broker. And I absolutely fell in love with this because as much as I'm in the personal development world and I love teaching and coaching, I got into a mastermind, oh my gosh, last March, run by Brendan Bouchard, Dean Graziosi, and Ethan Willis. And it was Brendan on stage and his book, High Performance Habits, that really started to click for me that I could keep pushing myself. I kind of thought I had hit my wall. Like, I just turned 50. I think I feel like I've reincarnated myself enough times. Like, this is what I'm just supposed to be doing. Like, not settling, but like, I didn't really see that there was more. I, I kind of thought, oh, this, is, this all feels good. I like this. But when I was there with him and I was on, he was on stage and I was like, I can do that. Like I was doing it for my network marketing business, but I was never thinking about it outside that world. And he kind of shook this thing in me and I was like, oh yeah, I want more. Yeah, you know what? I'm not done. I do have more in me to try. And from that and getting into that mastermind and learning from them and then Dean and Tony launching this program last spring, it was this aha moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I now know exactly how I want to approach my communities and my workshops and masterminds because they just gave me the whole back end story. It was like this, like Brendan gave me all this amazing, amazing, tangible, you know, how to do my daily life and all these wonderful courses but all of a sudden I was given the A to Z on how to run the back end. And that's the part that I hadn't seen. I've bought a thousand courses. I never finished them. You know, I got involved with a thousand groups, never completed things. And all of a sudden I saw the blueprint and it worked. And I was like, this is fantastic. And then Dean does these Monday morning trainings and he was like, hey, I'm loving all these success stories. I would love to have ambassadors 
in different cities so we can do meetups. And I was like, I'll do it because we're in a different state. I was like, I'd love to do it. Yeah, count me in. And then they're like, hey, Tony and I are getting asked to speak everywhere and we don't have the schedule because of all of our other commitments. We need some speakers. Oh, sure. What? What am I doing? Putting my hand up. But yeah, I want to do this. So we auditioned. Um, 600 of us auditioned uh, from August through December. It was wild because if you're talking outside comfort zone, like my biggest fear in life prior to this last career nine years ago was public speaking. I absolutely hated it. I avoided it like the plague. <laughs> Interesting. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Flop sweat from my bangs down to my toes, like dry mouth and oh, just like so hot and uncomfortable. But I realized in my network marketing business very, very early on, if I wanted to grow this sucker, I was going to have to figure out how to get over it. And so I taught myself and it took practice, a lot of falling on my face, but I did it. And so me putting up my hand for this was like, who, 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 who just said yes to this? Getting out of the comfort zone. Oh, heck yeah. And it was great because I send in my first audition tape and then I see Dean the next week. We're in Sundance, Utah in our mastermind. And I'm like, hey, he just got married. I'm like, hey, I'm the other Lisa because his wife's name is Lisa. So I was just like in his face going, hey, I'm right here. Don't forget me. I sent my audition tape in. And he's like, okay, I will watch it when I get back. <laughs> and then I made round two. So they took a cut from 600 to 50 of us. And I was like, oh, dang. Okay. I'm on to something. Another round of auditions. And again, <laughs> poor Dean. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm over here. I'm over here. Like, I want to do this. I, and I told him, I go, look, I just turned 50. Like, this is, it's now or never. I want to do that. He's like, we are not the same age. I'm like, we are. And it's now or never. So tell me what I got to do. I want to learn. I want to be here. I want to, this program means the world to me. It's changed my life. It's changed my business. What do I need to do? He's like, send another audition tape in. I'm like, okay. And we just did this and it went down to, well, we thought 10 of us. And then in December, when we got to our first in-person training, there were 24 of us. So there are 24 of us on the speaker training coaching team who are now helping everyone else implement this program. And we're about to launch 2.0 next week. And I couldn't be more excited um, because now I'm on the affiliate side and I'm being able to help people from another angle. And it's, I was just in Arizona with them teaching another group how to implement the program. And it's honestly mind blowing that this is what I'm doing now, but I couldn't be more excited because it just gives me more reason to support more women who want to scale their businesses. And your confidence has grown massively through the process. <laughs> Heck yeah. I mean, even I was like, there were 600 of us. Mm -hmm. There's only 24. This is crazy. Like, who are we? <laughs> but it's just because, again, we're passionate about the project. We have enthusiasm for it. We're authentic about it. And, you know, we believe in how the program works. And I love Brendan for, for opening my eyes to it. And I told him that we were just in Puerto Rico two weeks ago. Um, it was the, the kind of the wrap up of the mastermind for the year. And I thanked them both. I, I would have never thought of this for myself a year and a half ago. Like it wasn't even on my radar. And um, I'm just so thankful, truly. 
but you raised your hand, you know, even you can be in a mastermind, you can be an online course, you can work with coaches, but you still need to raise your hand. And I think you are showing what is possible for women as well, because it's not like you were an experienced speaker. It was something you were scared of and you still raised your hand. So I think that's where you decided to build your confidence in that area. Oh, 100%. And, you know, it was during that network marketing year. So like year four, it went from speaking in front of like 5, 10, 20, 300 people to being asked to speak at a leadership summit in front of 6,000. And that was my first big like <gasps> gulp. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I just kind of gotten comfortable with like, the 200, 300 room. And then it was 6,000. And after that, it was like, I got this. I mean, you still get nervous. You still like, there's still the sweat. It's not the same. It's not the overwhelm, but now it's more like the butterflies. I remember my clients telling me before they would go on to perform. It's just that like excitement, right? And I think Mel Robbins says it best. And I, I 100% give her credit for this. I was doing it. I didn't have the right words, but that adrenaline that is pumping through us as we're about to do something we're a little terrified of, is the same as excitement. So fear and excitement are the same adrenaline. So if you just say it out loud and tell yourself and tell your body, I'm excited to be doing this. I'm excited to be doing this instead of I'm scared, poopless. <laughs> Sorry. That switch gets flipped and you're able to calm down your breathing and slow down that adrenaline that's rushing through you because you're just excited to be sharing. And that, that is the game changer on that one, because it's still a little overwhelming to be like, okay, Tony wants you to do that. I'm like, Tony, want, he, he's aware of my presence in this world. Okay. You know? Yeah. And I love Dean because he's so honest and authentic. And he's just always given me the vision to be like, nothing has to be perfect. Dean is the perfect example. It does not have to be perfect, but people want to hear your passion and they want to hear your authenticity and that's going to go miles. And so I was like, oh, okay, I got this. I got this. But what I said to them, and this has been my, my, my speech to them for five months now, I love you too. I have no idea how I got drawn to you, but you need to start speaking to the women in here because there's more women in this group than ever. And your language, kind of like a love language, right? you aren't quite speaking to us. We love the tactics we're getting from you, right? We love the technical side. We love the learning and the way to accelerate our businesses, but we need the love language. You got to talk to us. So that's really like how this all evolved to me, even putting myself out there because I'm like, I want to be the female version of you so that your audience sees that it's okay for women to do this as well. Mm, I love that. Thank you. And you are starting your own new project. I am. So out of this beautiful audition process, I met three other talented women who have the same vision that I do about empowering women to just step into their power and not be afraid of it anymore and not feel like they have to belittle themselves to fit in and to really scale the businesses that they want. So the other thing we discovered as business owners, there's a burnout factor that happens very quickly. And we want to make sure that these three pillars involve not just scaling the business, but their wellness and relationships. So that's what we're focusing on. And right now it's just a beautiful online community called Wonder Women Mastery. And there'll be lots of exciting news to be revealed over the next few months. But right now that's all I can say. But I'm super thrilled. These ladies are 
awesome. And we all have a different background, a different story and a different outlook, but our message is aligned and we support each other to no end. And if it hadn't been for KBB, I would have never met them. And this is always what I wanted to do with the confidence crown. And it would have taken me years to scale this myself. So to have the three of them um, doing this with me, I am so excited for what we're about to share with the world. Well, I love hearing about that. And I love that we have a similar mission, but completely different angles to it because we cannot do this on our own. We need to do it together. You're already doing it with others, but we all need to help women build their confidence and scale their businesses. So Lisa, where do people find you online? I love Instagram. So you can find me <laughs> at the confidence crown and then either the confidence crown on Facebook or uh, my name, Lisa Hyde, H-Y-D-E. Um, you can find my personal profile. And then if you go to either one, you're going to find a link to Wonder Women Mastery again, which is a free online community right now. Wonderful. Lisa, we'll link this all up in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It was a wonderful experience. Have you secured your spot for Signal Life yet? If not, then go to the show notes at signal.com forward slash 402, where you will find a link to sign up plus detailed information about the event, all our amazing speakers, Mark Schaefer, Dr. Natalia Vikovsky, and Andrew and Pete, plus all the other amazing things that we will be doing at the event. And in the show notes, you will also find all the links to Lisa Hyde. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your Insta story or Instagram post using my handle Sigrun.com and the hashtag Sigrun Show. See you in the next episode. <laughs>